two, three, four, five. And we're in. Boom, we're live. We're in. Love that. Sheridan Taylor, how the devil are we? I'm all good, guys. Thank yeah. you for having me on the show. Not a no problem, problem at, at all, all man. man. How have you been? Yeah, I've been good. Obviously, uh, the lockdown's been all right. I'm just trying to stay consistent. and uh, Yeah, it feels good. How about you guys? Everything all good? Living the dream, man. This is it. Living the, Living the dream. dream. This, this, this is what we do. Wake up, do a podcast, train, yeah. go sleep, wake up, cake. have another podcast, yeah. cake. Yeah, man. You know. That's life, bro. How many times are you training in a day, Sheridan, when, in lockdown? Well, at the moment, I'm trying to train about three or four times, really. Like I stand, I try and stick to about one or two, and obviously you've got daily work, but because I've got a lot more time, man, it's yeah. three or four. Because I see you sitting on a, you're doing these long-distance bikes, man. What's that about? Yeah, it would, to be fair, because of the whole lockdown, I try and keep my mind off eating or, uh, when I'm on not on my fight camp. So, obviously, when I wake up, try and do as long kind of cardio, like I sit on a bike get up early, sit on the bike for two, three hours and just plod, watch fights and get the calories out. Yeah, and then, nice. um, yeah, and then I'll just relax and then do more training here and there throughout the day. That's it. That's it. How, was, um, how was life looking before quarantine like in terms of your fighting and stuff, Sheridan? Oh, do you know what? The whole year was pretty much set up and I, two, three, I was looking forward to it as much as I was. Everything, all loads of potential fights coming up and uh, training and holidays and everything. Everything was going like great. I was still like trying to stay in tip-top shape, but going back-to-back fight camps, it was uh, yeah, it was looking consistent. And then obviously all this happened, and now all the shows have uh, shut down and everything's uh, shit going tips up really. Yeah, like, obviously no gyms. Can't go to the gym. I'm lucky enough to have my own little bit like in my own house but like I say it's not the same when you're in the gym with your like teammates and your coaches and nah, of course everything so yeah I don't know do you, do you mind back to back cup five camps do you mind like just going back to back to back to back on these things do you know what I, I, it's it's gruesome but like if you have to make, like like I say because I'm hungry to just keep on going and fight I, I'm enjoying it like a, like I said I, I think last year was four in September I had about two weeks off I was good didn't have any uh, injuries and then back to another four week camp I say I enjoyed myself for the two, two, one to two weeks I could with food, but then straight back to the weight yeah, cut. And that's, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, it's like weight, weight cut's horrible. Yeah. So, so just with that, with Thai fighting, Sheridan, um, from what I understand, there you're a lot more active compared to the boxers in England, right? Uh, I, I say we try. I say you have a year. Well. Like I say, we could uh, we could fight pretty much every month as long as we're in good condition. Yeah. Like I think last year I had about nine fights out of the year. Wow. So and that's last. So yeah, if you look at that, twelve months in a year. So that's good going, man. That is really good. Because speaking to obviously Dan McGowan and like listening to some of the numbers that the tie fighters rack up, they're in like the two or three hundreds, bro. Yeah, like like I say, especially like people in Thailand. I, I know Dan McGowan. I mean, my brother knows in person as well, and he's like you, you see his elite level, and he's um he he, he busts his ass or three. So, but yeah, yeah like they, it's different. I'd say in Thailand, because I've, I've obviously been to Thailand, and they fight pretty much every week or as yeah. much as they can. So, you now like I say, it's their living. Like here, we have our own living and the ways we do it. But like I say, if you're lucky enough to get seven plus fights in a year at professional or even amateur level, then you're doing good. Do you know what I mean? So, but yeah, I know a lot of boxers. Boxers take quite a long fight camp, so it depends on yeah. We to be fair, where we, you are, we but mix it, it takes up, a couple man. of months for you to get the fight, isn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's a, in pro, especially professional level. Professional level, unless you're coming up like a like a last minute thing. You, I mean, you're fighting once every few months, man. You know what I mean? Once every three months, maybe four. Yeah. Months. I've just been incredibly unlucky with like what's been going on. You know what I mean? We've had people pull out. We've had fucking people not turn up we've had all sorts of wild stuff happen and we should but this is how i've been i've been pro for two years i've had five fights so you gotta look at it that way man so you're you're pro in it you're pro pro tie boxing is it but yeah pro, pro yeah. tie boxing means something different is that is that like a different like rule set yeah so you like you have like it's similar to like amateurs for boxing so obviously you have different levels of like we got for amateurs you got like padding you wear like shin pads you wear certain ounce gloves maybe head protection depending on how old you are but when you go to pro you're either there's no padding other than eight ounce gloves elbows and knees to head or you know to a step depends what the federation is but when you say pro there's no protection on your shins 
it's small gloves and that's basically it. shin to shin bone to bone contact really yeah, so but, yeah and that sucks so but, wrong we, we, yeah like, wrong. when you're amateur and you're wearing a shin pad the shin pad's still thin take them on or off you can still feel a difference so yeah. it's just different levels like, so hands down to the amateurs and the pros and it's the uh, same thing same mindset wow well, what arms both you use well I'm uh, I'm because I fight 52 anything under 60 kilos is 8 ounce or below like or in four ounce cover, like, like I say, depends. Mainly, it's, I normally find eight ounces. Oh, okay, got you. Yeah. So still, that's barely that's nothing, uh, man. What about you? We, so we, I fight. Yeah, like I, I say, but like, I, we, we had a bit of a, we had a bit of a weird one, man. So I made the cut. I was fighting at Super Welter, and um, and I was using ten ounce gloves, and then we we had a really yeah. good cut once, yeah, and we were like, fuck, let's fight at sixty. We fought at sixty-seven, yeah, six-seven and a half. Mm. So we come into we come into the changing room. And uh, and I'm saying, like, oh, where's, where, where's my gloves? Where's my gloves? Yeah, and they're like, no, 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 you've got you've got the eight ounces. And we're like, why the hell have I got eight? Oh. Like, the girls are using the eight ounces. The girls fighting eight ounces, yeah. Yeah. And uh, they're like, you've got to wait because the girls are using the eight ounces. I was like, what do you mean I'm using eight ounces? What are you talking about? He goes, because mm-hmm. you're uh, under the bracket, you're fighting in eights. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Anyway, he brings yeah. those gloves over, man. They're basically MMA gloves. They were tiny, man. They so were tiny. small, man. Like, don't, yeah. I don't get me wrong, I love hitting people in 8-ounce gloves, but getting hit with 8-ounce oh, gloves... Man. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's definitely a difference. You feel the fud, man. I felt a couple of... Fud, especially when I was tagging. Yeah. I was tagging, mate, boy, and I was, like, feeling it like, running down my arm, man. I was like, oh, man. Yeah. This is horrible. Oh, yeah. But your hands like, fly, though, in 8-ounce gloves, don't they? They fly, bro. Yeah, but like, that's the thing. But I like training in small gloves anyway, so I'm always consistently training really, really small gloves. But I know a lot of boxers, they always train about 16 or plus or 12... Plus, yeah, we train in six, so we train I don't, 16. Well, you got to think that, yeah, with boxes, well, I get that. So, with boxes as well, they've only got two weapons with you, then you've got eight, yeah. So, it's like you, can, you yeah. can kind of like measure the impact across your whole body. If they, if yeah, they get something broken in their little finger, that's them out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 of course. So, they've got we've got yeah. to pad them up as much as possible, and also they're massive when you're trying to block shots yeah, with yeah, a 16 no, ounce glove, bro. You can block everything, you know what I mean? They're they're so yeah, yeah. pillars, yeah. You know, them sumo gloves yeah, used to get yeah, literally, <laughs> like yeah. bro. You, you, you can also get caught in bad habits, though, can't oh, 100% you? So easily, if you, if you start to catch everything with them 16 yeah. ounces, you, you go into a fight and they start slipping around the corner. Yeah, yeah, you get that sense of insecurity. Yeah. So what do you do outside? I I remember I tried to train. Go on. Go on. (laughs) Hey, no, you go. No, you go. No, you hang on. Sheridan, we were talking about, uh, you said you like to train in lighter gloves. Yeah, yeah, literally, I I can't. I try to wear big gloves. I just physically can't do it. It's just, uh, I like to have the impact on my knuckles, but then, at the same time, if I wear big gloves, it gives me a bit of like, like you say, a bit more openings and like bad habits. Yeah, so. you can. You can definitely fall into bad habits, especially like I say, especially with defending, man. Especially with defending, like I say, you yeah. can, you can just put your hands together and suddenly you've got a giant wall in front of your head. You know what I mean? Whereas when you do that with fucking eights or tens, different ball game, man. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. When I put the big heavy gloves and I go straight to the small ones, oh, I feel like you got so much speed and yeah. power into anyway. So yeah, hundred percent. So, what, so what, what do you do? So outside, outside of tie boxing, yeah, what is it you actually do? What's your, like, you got another job, right? Yeah, so my main job, like, main source of income, you know, pays the bills, that kind of stuff. So I'm, um, I'm, a, I'm a project managing, so I do a lot of uh, design work for mechanical, electrical, plumbing systems. Everything you see above the ceiling, I manage the sites anywhere in London, and it's all fit out, so offices, and yeah, that's literally it, man, in a oh, small so shell. And, and you're a PT as well? Yeah, so like I said, I do my, my main work and then I do my PTs after work and throughout my whole weekend. So I'm like, I'm, I'm working every day I can for every second I can. So, but like I say, my main job, if, if I'm real with you, it pays the bills. And a PT, I love to socialise with my, my clients. I like to train. That's where it's at. Unfortunately, a lot of a lot of PTs, if, if you're not at the very t- top level, you, it's hard to make a big income. Yeah, it's it's. So, it's, it's... It's almost impossible unless you're. First, you have to be doing it for three to four years minimum just to build like a good client base, and then um, with that, it's all about maintaining them and like it's diff. It's very very difficult. I know a lot of PTs and they'll all say the same. Like with you, Mick, it's a little bit different because you predominantly concentrate just on the boxing, right? Yeah, that's 
exactly. but I'm talking like personal training in general, like the weights and all that. It's it's a tough, tough game, man. It's a very tough very game, tough. and it's tougher now because yeah. you can just jump on a computer and get a qualification, man. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so no. That's what I mean. There's no. A lot of it's like because you see a lot of YouTubers that like they're all PTs, but they've got other bits of income. Like they don't. They're PTs, but a lot of YouTube people get a lot of money from it. So, yeah. like I say, we've always got something on the background. Like I've never known, really known a, a PT unless he's really done it for, like you say, for years and years and years, he's, um, and has always client basis back to back. Yeah, and he's at a, a, a consistent uh, pace of it. But like you say, I, I, if I wanted to do it, it's always that thought of if I lose a client, I've lose the money. It's about a chase, and I don't like chasing people. I like if people want to train me, that's why I like doing pieces yeah. on the side because I enjoy it more than just feel like I have to do it because it's work yeah so mm -hmm. is your aim to go full-time fighting then or what yeah like don't get me wrong <laughs> the money's not the same in uh in tie boxing than it is boxing but mm. I've been like I said I've been doing it since I was 10 like my dad brought me up with it I've got my whole family are based around it and I'm the only one that's gone pretty much the furthest with it mm. and I've always had that mindset of do it because I love it and the progress will come. Mm. And like I say, I've had paychecks, I've had done it for free, did it for this. Like I just do it because I love it, whether it's a, a money or a, or not. So that I think that's where I'm at at the moment. But like I say, the future holds. If it goes big, that's, I'm happy with that. Yeah. Like I say I can, I can achieve that. Would you? Uh, like would you make the? Would you make the transfer to boxing? I want to. I, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I love boxing. Like, I watch boxing all the time. Me being a short, dumpy fire, you know, mm. the reach is always going to be against me. Yeah. But yeah, like I do like it. But <laughs> if I'm honest with you, I do like kicking people. <laughs> yeah. I love a kick and I love an elbow. So every time I, there's not a time that goes by where I try and do boxing sparring with someone and I've kicked them by accident or something. Yeah. Like that, yeah. So do you know what? This but, is what when I watched uh, Brennan a few fights ago, Mick. Yeah. He the way he was um, the way he was boxing, he was always loading up for his kick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think because you've been doing it so long, you just can't yeah. help it. Like the way you stand, you're a lot more square on. Everything's so, so different. And everyone, yeah. a lot of people that I speak to, is like, oh, why don't Thai boxers just make the, the, the crossover? And I think me and you were talking about UFC and boxing. They're two different sports, man. Yeah, man. The distance is, the time is. you got MMA, like MMA... MMA to boxing is a completely different sport. Tie boxing to MMA is a completely different sport. Tie boxing to boxing yeah. is a completely different sport. You know, you know what I mean? We're talking, we're talking like putting every racket sport in one box. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Essentially. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Well, it's not the case at all. You know what I mean? Squash is different to badminton and badminton is different to tennis. But the fact mm. of the matter is, all of like, in boxing is combat sports. Everybody uses their hands. That's it. And the most basic form of it is boxing. Let's be honest. The most basic form of stand up mm. combat is boxing. As soon as yeah. you take it into any kind of grappling scenario, you're moving into the Thai boxing. You know what I mean? Because there's a lot more grappling in Thai boxing than people think there is. Yeah, I mean, that yeah, stand, -up, that stand up clinching is no joke, bro. Mm. If you've been in a, Thai, in, a, in a proper Thai clinch, your neck's not right for the next few weeks, man. No, no way. Do you know what I mean? And like, don't get wrong, and the whole breathing of it, like the whole trying to breathe and like control the clinch, it's just hard work. Like, I get, like, I've done wrestling as well with a lot of wrestlers. That's a hard one. Everything you do, I guess, is hard work but like you say different styles different fights and you can't really put it into the same bracket no, but like you say the, the punching the boxing it all, you do use your hands like, and I think a lot of the UFC fighters if you look at like the McGregor's and all that stuff a lot of them love to stand up you don't really like them when they go to the ground and no, stuff yeah, like, don't yeah. get me wrong I, there's some awesome awesome fights where there's ground and pounds and all ground work but a lot of the support they love a stand up love, but, love a stand yeah. up well, you, look, you, you look at Justin Gaethje like he's an yeah. all American uh, D1 wrestler, mm. um, and he's he's had no takedowns. Yeah, yeah. As and he's, he's, he absolutely loves the stand up. But that's the people yeah. like blood, man. People like blood. You know what I mean? And the fact of the yeah. matter is, like, from my from my, my my wrestling background, that's helped me so much in boxing. Inside the pocket in boxing, man, is unbelievable, bro. Yeah. You got a wolf in there with you or something, bro? Was it? <laughs> oh, mate, there's, there's there's dogs here. There, I can't lie. I told you before the podcast that I was going to get this big ice cream tray, and it's came. Have you actually got an ice cream tray? <laughs> I, honestly, well, I don't know what it looks like, but it's a Biscoff ice cream big oh, tray of something. And obviously, the dog's Did barking. Did you go get it? Fuck it. Uh, man, I think someone's going to go get it, but yeah. that dog oh, needs to stop barking. But... Don't, get me, don't get me gassed up about ice cream trays, man. Listen, I'm, honestly, I'm not even an ice cream guy. I'm not even an ice cream guy, bro. I swear to God. Yeah. Ice cream is chocolate. Is this someone? How many dogs it? you got? <laughs> no, oh fucking hell! No, too many. It's two, but 
doesn't stop barking. It's my missus, so it's my missus is like, it's doing that. <laughs> so, okay, I'm fucking. Uh, well, let me get. Let me go get. Him. <laughs> I don't. What type of dogs are they? One's a little Chihuahua. One's like a little um, Schnauzer. <laughs> Don't know. Cute, Absolutely bro. Booting off. Yeah, man, it's kicking off, bro. Yeah. I'll show you guys anyway. Chihuahua, oh, man. Tough. Dude, that's the fluffy one. And you got this yeah. little one. Tough, bro. That's a tough dog right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, moving on to well, so, yeah, food. Well, moving on to food, yeah? Moving on to food, bro. You know your nutrition, innit? Yeah. You yeah. know your nutrition. I would like to say, I think I do. Yeah. What do you think to Herbalife? You, you want my honest opinion? Oh, ruffle some feathers today, boy. Let's ruffle some feathers. Uh, Wait, what do you think to Herbalife? I, I think... I just think it's a crock of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I just... I just like, don't get it wrong. The whole advertising... Like, don't get it wrong. Some of their products are good. Like, like any product, like, the way they advertise it to people in such a way... It's like a full sense of insecurity. It's like a quick, quick fix, and it's not. You can never really have a quick fix, especially in nutrition. Yeah. It's all about the right way of doing it, and I just feel like the way they people persona it now is just not the right thing. It's a pyramid so, scheme, bro. That's exactly what it is. It's a is pyramid, it still a pyramid, pyramid scheme? scheme? Yeah, man. Hey, oh, yeah, hundred percent. Buy this product, but hey, sell it on, yeah, and I'm gonna get you more products. <laughs> yeah, have you, ever, <laughs> like, have you ever spoke to people that? I've had um, one of my clients, she got her friend sells it, and I said, Look, I know what your friend's doing. Like, these are the people, like, they, they chase the people that don't really have kind of understanding behind it. Yeah, like, yeah. In the nicest possible way, like, if you if you know your foods and you know your nutrition, you don't need this magic little stick to take this to lose the weight. You don't, you, you need something wholeful and nutrition, but. When people say, oh, if you take this special tea, you're going to lose weight this oh, week man, and you're going to lose wild, this and that. I've seen some wild stuff, oh. bro. I've seen some wild... Hey, I buy this detox tea, yeah, and in six weeks, <laughs> you're going to have a six-pack. Sorry, that's 14 days. <laughs> 14 days. Some of this some of this uh, detox tea that they're selling, 14 days. But don't get me... like. A lot of these Weight Watchers, Herbalife, Booties, I think they're called, they they can do what they say in terms of lose weight, but people don't understand what weight is. Weight mm. is muscle, ligament, tissue, water. Yeah. Weight is it's all encompassing. So you can lose yeah. weight, yes, but are you going to lose fat? No. So yeah. it's, it's... But that's and, what I was like, my, one of my clients was saying, how old, you got to drink this thing for a week. And I said, of course, look, if you, if you live off shakes, you live off drink, you're going to lose weight, 100%. But what happens if you come off that product you're going to either gain more or go back to square one and then you're going to be in that cycle of doing it again and again and again it's going to be a yo-yo thing like yeah, you know what it's like to be in a fire oh man it's, it's, it's not it's not fun it's not fun by any stretch of imagination but some of these guys they uh they they, they put their heart and soul into it man they see this yeah they see this hey take this diet coffee and here's what's going to happen <laughs> right in a week's time you're not only going to have a six-pack, but you're also going to grow mushrooms out your goddamn arms. You know what I mean? People, people just <laughs> yeah. they put their just, heart and soul the, into it, man. I know. The problem is we just live in a world of quick fixes, don't we? We do. Oh, 100%. Are you telling me, no, though, I, if someone come up to me, some random dude in the street, right, and he looked legit, he's wearing a, he had a briefcase, you know what I mean? He's got a suit on, and he goes, listen, there's this pill, and if you take this pill tomorrow morning, you'll wake up shredded. I'm taking the goddamn pill. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm taking... <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking yeah, the bill. Yeah. I'm saying, listen, I don't care what's in that goddamn. If I wake up shredded tomorrow, I'll give you my goddamn arm. But some of these people, like as all jokes aside, people will buy into that, man. People will buy into anything. Yeah. When it comes to nutrition, any cut, any corner that can be cut, they'll try and cut it. You know what I mean? How am I going to yeah. lose weight without training and dieting? That's what nutrition. Nutrition is the hardest bit. That's the hardest bit. The training, you turn up, you do your thing, you train. But the nutrition, everything in and around it is so fucking hard, man. Mentally, everything yeah. around it. Yeah, man. And you know what it takes yeah. to fight. He, he, yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, like all my fight camps, like, if, do you really think if you went in the herbal life and took these these drinks and these shakes, only lived off that and tried to perform as good as you could, you, you just couldn't, you wouldn't be able to do it. And trying to do a weight cut as well, like, you need, you need the right fuel, you need the right training. I just feel like you need real real whole whole foods and that's how i base my nutrition off yeah that's absolutely it. that's it. absolutely and that's how it should be done 
That's how it should be done. Like trying to match your food to optimize performance. That that's the game. Yeah, and it's and it, and like I say, you, like you say, it's easier said than done, man. It's easier said that it's not like like I say, you turn up to training, right? You train, you put you put the work in, you leave training, you feel good, right? Now you've got X amount of hours, eighteen hours of you've got to watch what you're eating. You know what I mean? You yeah. got to make sure you're drinking enough water. It's every it's it's that whole time. It's the whole time is based around it, isn't it. You can't go mm. near the cake. You know what I mean? You can't order that shit food because you can't be bothered to cook. You've got to do all that, and that's why that's why the determination around fighting is so much. I feel like it's so much harder than other sports. You know what I mean? Not but only because it's individual, but because yeah. because it's, it's tough as hell, man. You know what I mean? It's everywhere. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Especially if you're a fighter that, like, like I said, needs to cut weight. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like, like you, well, I, I, in my weight cuts, I'm losing about. Max, I'll lose about 12 kg. And to some people, think that's a lot. It is a lot. Okay, it is a lot. Mm. You got to think there's water manipulation, there's actual losing of mass or fat, or like the ways you eat and how you pro- like program it really. But you see a lot of these UFC fighters, and they're doing it like in a week and or in two, three days, and you think, how are they still surviving? Like yeah, I try and get like a four to six week camp to try and slowly do it, and like you say, after as soon as you hit that scales, you hit that weight. You will blow straight back up to a, a good decent weight, and you you'd be surprised how people are so scale happy about things. Oh, yeah, 100%. what's the, what's the timing, Sheridan? So would you? Oh my God, look at that! Sure, for people <laughs> oh, that can't see things, my God. Sheridan just Talk brought a uh, Sheridan just brought on camera a ice I cream. Even to explain it, it looks like a Sunday. This Biscoff things. In, uh, Sheridan, tell us about it real quick, man. Just tell the people it's that can't like, see it. There's. Oh, if you like Biscoff, there's about four different Biscoff biscuits in it. There's a flake, there's a little waffle, and there's like six different scoops of vanilla Biscoff ice cream in it. God oh. damn. Oh, God damn. Sheridan, take, bit, me to, take me to post-fight. Yeah, you've just won. First round TKO, head kick, yeah? Yeah. The next morning you wake up, what's the first thing you're eating, bro? Oh, anything. Donuts, anything. Anything that you wouldn't have for breakfast. Yeah. There's... There's sugar, there's everything. There's like, I'll smash a whole box of cereal. I'll have, <laughs> you know, biscuits as soon as I wake up. Like, uh, there's been times after my fight, I've gone straight out, got like a pizza, you know, eating everything I possibly could to make myself feel so full. And I'll wake up throughout the night. I'll have my snacks next to me. I'll pick it throughout the night, half asleep. I'll wake up and I'm just, everything you've been deprived of for that long time, it's just, you want everything all at once. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's, how 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 long do you so let's say you got a six week uh, fight camp, Sheridan? What do you do? You give yourself refeeds in between that? Um. Well, the way I do it is the problem with me is if I eat bad or the foods like you know like a refeed or like a junk food, mm. uh, it makes me want to have it more. So like if I know for a fact I've got four weeks or six weeks, I've got to completely cut it out. I will make my mind and say I'm not going to have that. Mm. So my refeeds would be, so like a one week could be like a low carb week or just to get like the water retention out or I'm not allowed a certain amount of rice or pasta or, you know, those type of things. So my refeed would just be a bit more to have the rice, have the pasta just to mm. fill like my body. portions, sizes. Yeah. So it'll be the same type of meals, just a bit more or a little bit adding, you know, like, yeah, just it's little things like that for me. It helps me get through the weight cut because if I yeah. have a weight cut throughout the week and I have, you know, like a like a burger or five guys for one one little cheat meal, it will it will sway me off and I'll feel bad about it. I'll feel bad about yeah. I haven't I've, I've trained all like this and I'm having this meal and I shouldn't deserve it. And don't get me wrong, people's mentalities are different, but that for me, I just like to be consistent for the four to six weeks of good, like no no spikes or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, it's, it's different horses for different courses, like. With Mick, for example, I suppose your fight cap's longer, Mick. So we have to yeah. look at things a little bit different so and mine, calculate. Mine run from what? Mine run from 12 weeks, normally around 10 to 12 weeks. And then um, before you know it, bruv, it's, uh, you've gone two months without anything. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And it's, it's, it's tough in the sense that, like, that's why we have, like, smaller refeeds for you, Mick, because... Mm mentally you work completely different to what sheridan's been saying like sheridan needs to cut everything out do the fight and carry on with it whereas we look to give you little snippets of food here and there and try and keep you incorporated into normal life as much as possible yeah that's it man it's it yeah. but with me if i've got if i know that i'm having a 
a refeed in six weeks, I can put everything into that into that training. I won't even I won't even have like a crumb of food, bro. Like I won't have I won't deviate from it even remotely. You know what I mean? I'll I will go six weeks or ten weeks with nothing bad. No sugar, not a fucking thing. Not even like not even juice, bro. Not even squash. Do you know what I mean? I won't go near it. I'll just be like, it doesn't matter, bro. I've got I've got refeed in eight weeks time or whatever. Yeah. I'll, I'll smash that meal. My training session after that meal will be unbelievable. It'd be normally be a sparring session of some description. I'll I'll go mad. You know what I mean? I have so much energy, and then I feel like it's yeah. like a refresh, like a refresher before my next four weeks or six weeks or whatever. But I'm the exact same, bro. If I was mm. to have one thing, yeah. If I was to cheat, and this is where the mentality comes into it, bro. If I had like a a corner of a cookie. Yeah, I think cheating's different, though, isn't it? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I'd have a corner of a cookie and yeah. be like, right, well, now I've got to, uh, now I've got to run half a marathon. Run ten k. Yeah, hundred percent. I'd be like, I've got to do you it. Know, man. That's so, so funny. It's fucked that's, up. That's so and you, funny. And, and now you're the exact same, same mentality. Boy, I'm not the exact same. I've gone to the point where I've gone post post fight. I've, I've been buzzing. I've smashed whatever, whatever. Yeah, I've eaten until I'm sick, physically sick. Do you remember when you bet me? Mick. I do remember when I bet you. Bro. So this was like, this is two weeks before the fight Sheridan, right? And he was like, he was so adamant that he was going to eat 10,000 calories after his fight, not taking into account how much his body's lost, how much his stomach has yeah. shrank, everything else like that. And I was like, Mickey, I've worked it out. There's no scientific way that you're going to eat 10,000 calories. But obviously because it was me saying it, he had to do everything to make sure. My guy... Okay, rang. I think I think you rang me, or we walk into Costa. I think, and you were like, "Sonny, please take this cake because I've been sick three times." Oh, bro, it was so bad, man. I was eating this Costco cake. Oh, yeah, Costco cake was huge, bro. Yeah, this Costco cake. Oh, was like, I like them. What is it like? Half a meter or some shit? It was massive, right? I got a quarter of it in. Yeah, I was going upstairs. I was being sick. Yeah, because I was so full, and I was coming downstairs and looking at it and be like, "Yeah, I could have another little bit more." <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah, hundred percent. I don't know why though. Where does that come from? Like, what the fuck? Um, do you know what? I'm literally the same. Like, I have that mentality of I will eat everything until I feel physically sick. Yeah. I'll, even if I'm sick, I'll go back from all. Like, yeah, I'll yeah, keep yeah. eating because I think it's just more for me. Like when, even like now, it's been I, my last fight was last year, so I haven't fought this year, and it's like, we're in May now, right? So I've had that time to realize that I can instead of just trying to quickly eat everything I can I have this time to just eat what I want to enjoy myself but like you say where I'm on back-to-back -back fight camps I have when I have like a week or a slot to try and eat as much as I can I'll just cram it and cram it and cram it but again it's quite a bad mentality for as a fighter because like I say it's like a yo-yo you go yeah, up and yeah, down but it, I can like people look at me I'm, I'm like I say I fight 50 53 kg yeah. and people are looking like I'm eating twice the size of a, like, people that have a large like about 20 kg heavier than me and they're like yeah. how can you eat fit it all in I'm thinking I mean, I don't know. I can't tell you. Fill it all in. It's all yeah, going in. <laughs> oh, trust me, I've but, been there, man. But that's what it is, man. That's the fighter's mentality, bro. You know, you've been deprived for so long, and you're thinking, "Fuck greens, fuck vegetables." Yeah. You know, what I, mean? I ain't having a fruit. I'm fruit. Yeah. I'm not eating no fruit. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm hitting them. I'm hitting them baked goods up. I'm hitting yeah. them, them croissants, you know them ones there. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no veg whatsoever. Nah, you're like I'm, thinking, listen, fuck it, I'm gonna eat what to, I want to. It, man. But now we've been out of out of a fight for so long. So my last fight was what November or whatever. When was that, bro? Yeah. When was that last? But fight? Yours, no. yours was just after mine. Yeah. Remember so was it November. Yeah. Something like November. that. November. And 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 now I'm like, still trying. Like now we're in isolation or we're not fighting. I'm still training twice a day, three times a day, and I'm yeah. just thinking. Hey, I'm training because I want to eat something at the end of it. You know what I mean? There's no reason for it. It's exactly like me. Like I say, I'm like I'm gonna try and burn three thousand five hundred calories just to eat that three thousand calorie back and crap I can yeah, do because I deserve it. it. Do you know what I mean? There's no point in me not training, eating three thousand calories and getting even more bigger than what I am. Yeah, at least yeah. I know I can deserve it. But it's a weird mentality when you think about it. When you say it out loud, we're kind of fucked up, huh? It's messed up. It's probably messed up. Right? Sonny, what's your yeah, you, yeah. from an outside from an outside point of view? Yeah, as if, I mean, you you like you fought before. You understand what it takes. Yeah, but from an outside point of view, you hear this this kind of shit being talking. You're, what's going through your head? Yeah, you boys need to see someone, man. <laughs> you <laughs> no, are the someone. I get it, and it's especially for you guys who who cut weight. It's fucking tough, and I think because it's so tough, that's the reason you force feed yourself and. With you, Mick, as well. Like I remember sitting down and saying to you, 
you it was getting to the point where you were going completely the other way. I was like, Mick, we need to change your relationship with food, That's man, because exactly this exactly this this isn't good. And it's um, I can I, you know there's I bet there's a lot of fighters that are kind of going through it, and right. I think there needs there's to be more education around around what to do and how to manage your food in and out of fight camps, mm-hmm. you know? Because yeah. like yeah. you were saying, Sheridan, y- you will burn three and a half thousand calories so you could eat three and a half thousand calories. Yeah, it's not a good mindset. But to us, we're joking about it. Like, it's a, it's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I hear it with Mick all the time. Yeah. Go, oh, I'll do a half marathon quickly so I can eat a burger. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah it's we, crazy, uh, man. We, like, like, I remember like, at one point, I said it on a, on a previous podcast with, with, uh, with Dan Lester. I said about how, like, at one point, it was super fucked up. And not to make a joke out about it, but we were like, we're talking, I'd eat one thing, I'd freak the fuck out. And I'd be I'd be running, I'd be doing all sorts of fucking, I'd be bur- doing burpees in the kitchen. You know what I mean? And I'd be like, hey, this ain't normal. And uh, cut a long story short, suddenly we were like, okay, we need to fix this shit. So we started to allocate these these, these uh, refeeds. You know what I mean? Every now and not, not, yeah. not talking a massive fucking meal. We're not talking like a, like a Chinese yeah. buffet. And- and it was all cal- it was all calculated. Yeah, so exactly. it was yeah, like yeah, I, I, I knew exactly what calories he was putting in and what sources they were coming from, and I knew what his training would look like pre and post it. So it wasn't like oh we're just throwing in a refeed to help him feel better. Yeah, yeah. we're throwing in a refeed to make him feel mentally better, but also physiologically it was going to help in this way, this way, this way. And once I explained that to Mick, his whole sort of perception on food changed through camp. Yeah, that was a sick camp as well, wasn't it? Do you remember? Yeah, it was sick. But yeah. all the way through these camps, you learn different things, don't you? Yeah, you yeah, definitely. Yeah. You tweak different things, and you move things around, and you change your training. And that's what it's all about. It's it's a journey at the end of the day, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's when different people have different nutrition base. So when I send to my clients as well, like I try and because I do meal plans, and like everyone does meal plans. He has your own. Yeah. Like I say, you take your own your own nutrition base, and you try and give it the knowledge to people. But at the end of the day, everyone is different. And I I try to say to my clients, like if you go on Google and you find someone's yeah. diet plan it may or may not work for you but it, it, it's not always going to be 100 percent. i mean you need to know your own body know what the right things to have for your own body and fuel it with that otherwise you're just going to go in a circle and try to chase someone's meal plan that works for them yeah, and it doesn't work it, for you man. you see a picture of some shredded dude or some or some yeah girl, some chick on a beach and you're like i'm gonna look like that how did she get there oh she's written out a nutrition plan which she doesn't do she doesn't eat any of that shit you know what i mean no. Herbalife's not involved, you know what I mean? And now she's, <laughs> yeah. she's that, yeah. she looks like that, so I'm going to look like that. It's not the way it works at all, man. You know what I mean? Oh, Herbalife are going to come search and destroy oh, oh, Let's right. just make, let's make, make, make this very, very They're clear. I'm going to make this very, very clear on air, right? It's not just Herbalife. There's a bunch of other shit shit out there, you know what I mean? There's nah. lo- It's not just Herbalife. We can name and shame if we really want uh, listen, to, but, you know. And some, like you say, some of the Herbalife stuff is legit. Some of it is good. Some of it's mm. all right. But it's also not... So, <laughs> no, it's, it's a pyramid scheme, and I'm sorry, you're just trying to get money out of it. You're just trying to like get scammed people. people you don't know shit about it. Sheridan's gone. So, oi, some people have lost weight off Herbalife. Okay, let's put it. Let's, let's let's nip it in the bud there. Some people have lost weight off Herbalife. A lot of people also haven't. So let's fucking, you know what I mean? If you want to try Herbalife, hey, do your thing. You know what I mean? If you want to go try yeah. the tea that makes you have a six pack in two days. Do it. Do you know what I mean? No, but that's exactly what Sheridan was saying. It's almost like they prey on the guys who don't know anything about it. Well, exactly mm. what it is. Exactly what it is. And uh, uh, people who ha- who do know what they're talking about in terms of nutrition will look at that and be like, I don't think that's going to work. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But at the same time, maybe it will. Who you know? We're not trying to get people to hate us, or are we? Because it hits. So, we're trying to hit views out here. Wait. Fuck hey, Herbalife. No, 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 no. I'm not in the game for naming and shaming. <laughs> no, but no, no. I read the back of a packet of what Herbalife was selling once and I was like, what? Oh, no, I don't no even way. think people read half the stuff that they're putting in their body. They read the front no. and say, oh, this is going to work for me in this sort of way. Yeah, but read the back and understand what you're actually putting in. Oh, yeah. It's, it's scary. It's scary. It is. But... It, is like, that's, it is a good thing. Like, I, I, like I say, I'll take you up on that because I, I, when I started proper looking to nutrition, one person said to me, guys, have you actually seen the back of like a, an ingredients? Like, have you read the ingredients and you're looking at these X, Y, and Z letters and you're thinking, what the hell is that? I've never seen that product in my life. 
why are you putting that into your body? That's, kind of thing? that's amazing because that's exactly what Sonny said to me. Do you remember? Yeah, it, I said to crazy? me, if you, if you can't pronounce it at the back of a packet, do not put it in your body. It's true, yeah. bro. It's, I see that. I was looking at nope, not that, <laughs> no, not that. You know what I mean? Look at half of these protein bars. Some of them taste good, and granted, sometimes yeah. you get in a protein. Sometimes you you need that X amount of protein. It might yeah. give you shits. Doesn't matter, right? Sometimes you need you're low on protein, right? But some of these words, bro, I'm looking. I'm thinking that's not English. That's not a word. You know nah. what I mean? Yeah. A child I mean, like, just put a load of letters together and chucked it on the back of a packet. Yeah, like, don't get me wrong. Like, if you know, if you're looking at that product and you think, I don't know what this is, I like it, I like the taste of it, I'm going to have it. Have it. But don't then moan after and say, I can't lose weight, I can't do this, and I'm getting the wrong wrong nutrition. But you know where you're putting that in your body. So either accept it or don't have it. It's yeah, literally yeah, that's it, man. as simple as that, that's really. It. So yeah. we're, talking, you don't, we're sitting here talking because we know our nutrition, right? There's people out there here probably listen to this that don't know their nutrition. They don't know. They, they, they'll be thinking, well, well, fucking hell, I don't know what I'm looking at. You know what I mean? The same as, mm. as you know, you, you, you get what I mean? So what would you yeah. say to people now, Sheridan, being someone who, fucking hell, you know, you know your nutrition, you know your diet. What kind of advice would you give someone who straight up just wants to lose weight? And the, the most wholesome advice you can give someone who just wants to lose weight? I would say there's no quick fix. You have to be wholesome, do, do eat the right things that you think is fully grown. It's not processed, nothing like that. And start at a base. Don't rush it. Just take your time to enjoy the process and know what you're eating and then go from there. Because if you go to a quick fix, it's like hell, boy. And then, yeah, you're not going to get there. And you're going to waste your time and you're going to waste the years thinking, why have I not done this when realistically you could start from the ground up and go from there, really. Yeah, so don't rush it. Yeah. Sonny, what about you? Well, that, that's just, just backing up what Sheridan was saying, just get back to basics. You know, yeah. just just increase your water, number one, because a lot of the time people are dehydrated. So what tends to happen is your body will hold on to a lot of the water because it thinks yeah. it's, 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 it's not getting enough of it. So that will increase your weight. So increase more water so you can get rid of that. Yeah. Two, find a calorie deficit uh, that, you, that you can manage and just stick to whole grain foods. That's it. Just stay yeah. within them three basic guidelines yeah. and give it a little bit of time and trust the process. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm the exact same, bro. And I would say, the one thing I would say is you can't outwork work. Do you know uh, what I mean? Yeah. There's nothing you can do more than... So let's say you, you want to lose weight. Yeah, You're in a calorie deficit. You want to lose weight, but all you're doing is dieting. Granted, you're going to lose weight, right? But if you were to add mm. on a 30-minute brisk walk every day or, you know, 25 minutes on a treadmill every day, that process is going to speed up. Do you know what I yeah. mean? So allocate a good calorie deficit, put some training in there, and and it will come off. But as soon as you, and as soon as you start to think this ain't working, I'm going back to my old, my old fucking ways, that's when it's, you know what I mean? That's when it's yeah, you, becoming demoralised. You, 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 yeah. you need to stay with it. And a lot of the times, the calorie deficits, they don't need to be huge. Because what people yeah. do is... They will think, all right, I need to work out 1,500 calories, and then I can only put in 1,500 calories, but they've not calculated the rest of metabolic rate, so what yeah. your body actually needs to survive. So with that in account, you put, you don't need a lot that you need You need to be in a massive deficit by including your rest of metabolic rate and your output of exercise. You cut that down by about 15 to 20% over a long period of time of about eight weeks. You will lose weight comfortably mm. in a healthy manner. Mm. Yeah. No, I definitely agree. I just think, like, like I say, everything you're saying is agree, but people want it in a week. Yeah, like, you're not going to get that fixes. in a week. We live in a quick fix society, man. Yeah. You want it in a week, bro? Down 12 litres <laughs> of water. <laughs> I tell you what, you want it in a week. Give me £1,000. Yeah, yeah. Down 12 litres of water. You look lean for six hours. <laughs> and then drink your own urine. Yeah, wait, here's what you do eat a handful of nuts a day, nothing else, right? You're going to yeah. lose the weight. You know what I mean? <laughs> Literally, it's, it's just crazy. It, People are like, how do you lose the weight? I'm like, listen, I can tell you to not eat the rest of the day. You're going to lose weight. Don't worry about exactly. that. And, but and the weird thing is, you're not going to like yourself. It's not going to yeah. be fun. Do you know what I mean? One more thing in terms of diet before we move on, yeah? What are your, your two views? Because both of you, you know a lot more about nutrition than I do, the period. What your, what's your views on uh, keto and zero carb, uh, Sheridan? I, the problem is, like, don't get me wrong, zero carb, of course you're going to lose weight. Like, if you take anything out, like, especially with carbs in such a dense way, because it, it stores it. But I could, I never, I, in my diets and losing weight, and you, you, if you looked at me and you think, how is he losing his weight? I've not cut out any, hardly any carbs, any sugars, any, anything. You want, you need all, your body needs to feel the fat. It depends how much you take it and what type of source you have. 
So don't get me wrong, ketosis or no carbs, it, like there are benefits of it, mm. but cutting it out completely altogether. And like I say, you need to know what, how to cut it, when to cut it, what to do with it. Otherwise, if you just do it out of sake of it, you're depriving your body, and your body needs that. Like you say, it's a fuel. Your mm. car, your you, your body's like a car. You you got no fuel in it. You're not going to go anywhere. Mm. So, so well, that, yeah. well that, that's exactly it. Like you, carb is a macronutrient in the end of the day, and for performance athletes like you guys. Cutting out your main uh, fuel source is suicide, right? But don't get me wrong, when it comes to fight week mix, so for every gram of carbohydrate, it's two to three grams of water, okay? So what tends to happen, if you do cut out your carbohydrates, you will lose water, which is predominantly the weight. So there's a time and a place where we will cut out the carbohydrates mm. to, to, to lose your weight. But if you're cutting your carbohydrates out as your main fuel source mm. and you still expect your body to perform, it's not going to happen. No, exactly. It's not going to happen. It's like, it's like giving your car, which is a petrol car, diesel, and then asking it to, to go 100 miles. It's, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. And I say, yeah. you know, from a performance so, point of view, from someone who's, who's done it and, and tried to perform under it, you're simply not the same fighter. You're simply not no, the no. same fire. You know what I mean? So what I, what I experienced, this before I brought you on board as as kind of like head of this kind of thing, Sonny, I was doing, I was in ketosis for my first professional boxing match, believe it or not, mm. right? And I remember seeing the photo, you look like a cracker. I looked ill. Oh, so bad. I looked ill. <laughs> <laughs> so, or he says as he's eating ice cream. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All this stuff like, yeah. oh, this so it's bad. <laughs> He I was on, I was in ketosis, yeah, and I um my my morning sessions were fucking horrible, bro. Horrible. Oh, horrible. I couldn't uh, it was disgusting. I, 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 I had nothing in me, I was empty. My evening sessions, I was alright because I'd eaten all day, you know what I mean? I was absolutely fine. And granted it was all fats. I was fully in ketosis. But listen, I put a post out a time ago saying my view on being, being on a keto diet, you're going to lose weight, but you're going to fucking hate it. It's as simple as that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You are going to lose weight. Of course you are. But you're yeah. not going to enjoy it. You're not going to be able to run the same amount you, as you do. You see people who can. You see these ultra marathon runners that are in ketosis. You know what I mean? They can run like... But these guys are, these guys are on another level, man. Some people... Yeah, but with, with, with that, with uh, marathon running or long, long periods of aerobic activity, you predominantly need more fats. So yeah. they can be in, in ketosis, but their fats will need to be high mm. if you're doing aerobic activity. With you guys that are hitting really quickly, you anaerobic glycolytic, you need your carbohydrates. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, makes a big, it makes a big difference. And I, like with my weight cut, so I've had fights on the same day and I've had 24 hours to refuel. And I say, if someone said to me, if, Mickey, if someone said to you, after you weighed in, you've done like a massive weight cut, fight right now you, the yeah, performance you, would be shocking you'd think yeah, well, I can't do this I need, I need some energy I need to eat like imagine saying you can't refuel mm. can't have water can't have fuel you have to fight right now and you'd, you'd think no I'm not Mate, doing that you, I can barely walk Crazy. there sometimes you know what I mean to be yeah. fair I'm quite loose like when we went like I've never had to really touch wood proper struggle with a weight cut like we've mm. we've always done it right and like even on the day of when I'm kind of when I look empty I look fucked I'm always loose man I'm always like shadow boxing yeah. moving around but the fact of the matter is that's just adrenaline getting you ready for a fight. You know what I mean? If you were to yeah. say, hey, Mick, jump in the ring now, you're fighting. Ten seconds. Ten seconds before your body just gives you'd up. You'd do it, man. but yeah. you'd feel absolutely you'd die, and like I say, you know you've got, Like I say, I've done the same thing. I've lost a lot of weight, but I'm still ready to go. Like, but that's good nutrition, good balance and f- f- yeah. to a diet. But when you see these guys, like literally their coaches dragging them up the stairs and they're, they're trying to jump in scales, you're thinking, yeah, how, how is your nutrition? Are you just doing this a quick to lose the weight but yeah. performance know, isn't going to be 100% a lot so. of these lads are sitting in salt baths and stuff you know what I mean it sucks so Sheldon yeah. just very quickly while we're on the subject how long uh, is your weigh in before the fight so obviously now it's different I'll weigh the day before so it'll be right. 24 hours before but yeah. where I've had times where it's on the day I'd have about 3 hours max to refuel Three, four wow. hours, and and you see, think three, four hours is quite long, but it's not to get no, the replenishing it yeah. because like it's those days that I've had the day weighing is that round one, two, or maybe three because I'm five rounds. Round one or two is good, and then the pollution kicks in, and yeah. you end up getting really, really lethargic and fatigued in the last couple of rounds because it's not your your body's not it's trying to get the fuel and it's not 100 percent there yet. So. Mm. 
And yeah, I get that from my coach's point of view. He goes, them massive weight cuts and day wanes. It's, you see it. You do see the, your progress on the last couple of rounds. And it's, it's horrible to understand. But because you bust your ass for four, five, six weeks and then have a bad couple of rounds because of the, the nutrition part of it. Or the, the, yeah. Yeah, it so. sucks, man. It sucks. What? Uh, so outside of it, all of that, outside of fighting, outside of project managing, outside of all that kind of stuff, what, what else are you into? What else do you do other than eat? <laughs> Literally, I love, I love to eat. A train. And that, you know what? In a nutshell, that's all I do. My enjoyment is through training. Like, if you could say to me, what to relax, what do you want to do? I'll say, I'll go for a run or put in hard work is what enjoys me. Yeah, so, and like, just, just, just good friends. Like, I, all my friends are either from a gym or some kind of related ar- around uh, my progress and like the, the martial arts and stuff. So, mm. so, so, yeah, so my major key is just. Like I say, I train so much, and I do that as a as a habit and a hobby. That all I want to do is either I'm relaxing or I'm training yeah. or I'm eating. Would, so, you, would you consider Would you consider a transfer to MMA? Uh, I can't lie. I, try, I, I would consider it, but what put me off was when I went to a BJJ session and some guy <laughs> took his thing off and all his hairs on his chest, and I was grappling. And, yeah, I made me feel sick, mate. To be honest, but <laughs> 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 and don't get me wrong. Stick with it, man. You'll find the love for it. And the, uh, yeah, and the problem I find with MMA is like, I would love to do it, but a lot of these people, that's their soul. That's literally me. I have to try and find, I have to get up before I go to work early. And I'm, like I said, I, I go into London and I'm up. I'm trying to get the train at 6 o'clock. So that means I've got a gap at 4.30 or whatever it is to get that train session is work a full day and then try and train in the evening. These these guys have, are doing uh, MMA training, Thai boxing training, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. They're, they're whole day surrounds with different types of martial arts it takes a lot of time and i haven't got the source to do that and be a full-time working person so yeah man and it does mma takes a lot of time out of your life man like you say you got boxing you got tire boxing you got your stand-up you got your fucking uh, wrestling yeah. you got you got you know kind of the mid transitions you got all this kind of stuff but in terms of a combat being a combat athlete yeah and I don't know whether it's just me. I, 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 the more I speak to people, the more I realise maybe I'm just a bit weird, yeah? But the idea of a thought, like, any kind of combat, to me, just gets me excited, man. Like, the thought of bare knuckle. 110% yeah. I'd do that shit. You know what I mean? MMA, 100% I'd do that shit. I'd do anything mm-hmm. when it comes to combat because the yeah. idea of competition within combat, that's what gets me going. You know what I mean? In terms of, yeah. like, that's what gets me excited. And being like yeah. a... And Sonny being a kind of performance coach... You should be shitting yourself because he's thinking now I've got to change your whole training. You know what I mean? <laughs> Everything's got to change yeah. now. You know what I mean? Your yeah. whole, your whole, you know, from tie fighters to way boxers move to way, you know, wrestlers move. They're such different athletes. They're mm. such different athletes. Like they use different energy systems. Some crossover, but it's it's such a nightmare when someone comes up to you and says, right, I want to I want to dabble in a little bit of this. I want to do a bit of this and also play football. Yeah. And you're like, for fuck's sake. Like, it's hard. Be- like, I, was trying, um, sorry, I was trying to do, because uh, I played uh, rugby for four years. I took um, t- I took four years off tyre boxing. I played uh, rugby. And like I said, I did that to the best I could. And the problem is, I had an injury. So I had an injury on my ankle. And I went back to tyre boxing just to do the cardio thing. And then a year into it, I was trying to do rugby and tyre boxing. And you, you, if you know you know rugby, you're trying to put the weight on, trying to be as big as you can to try and get the impact from rugby. Mm. Trying to lose the weight for the fighting and train it was physically i couldn't do it i was getting yeah. injured in rugby and i was, couldn't train and then it was ruining my tie boxing training i couldn't then play rugby it was just it was a it was a horrible process i was in the exact same boat bro when i first when i first kind of come back to boxing and was thinking about taking it seriously i was playing rugby as well was playing rugby obviously training twice a week rugby uh, playing on saturdays and obviously trying to train boxing two three times a week yeah Bruv, I was coming out of training from rugby in absolute tatters and having to go box, you know what I mean, the next day. And like you say, these boys, I was, to be fair, luckily I was playing centre, so I wasn't really having to be as big as possible. But yeah, they they want you, like, from a coach's point of view, from a rugby point of view, they want you as, as big as possible. Mm. You know what I mean? They want you mm. to be able to take like take absolute licks the whole game. Whereas yeah. if you go to somewhere like boxing where you've got to be light on your feet, you've got to be, you know what I mean, you can throw it every, like a punch at 100%, but you're going to be gassing out, you know what I mean, by the end of it. Mm. Sonny, from a performance point of view, yeah, how would you how would you train those two sports together? Could you do that? Could you train two two sports together, oh, such you, as rugby and boxing def- and rugby and top You could definitely train two sports together, but I'm not saying they're going to be the best athlete in both of them sports. Mm. Mm. Because they're two very different fitness components. And even if you want to break it down even further, into the point of positions. 
So, like, let's say a winger in rugby would have a different uh, different type of uh, training methods to a prop. You know, mm-hmm. like they they need different bodies. They need to be ex- one needs to be explosive. One needs to have like different type of strength. So, you know, to dissect it and then put another sport in there, mm-hmm. fucking hell, it's it's yeah. an absolute nightmare i'm not saying it's impossible mm. but i'm saying that it's an absolute nightmare I don't no, it's watched, definitely um, not. there's a i don't know if you've seen it, sheridan uh, save the last dance on netflix not save the last dance the last what was it the, the last jordan, dance you're talking about michael the jordan. last dance but the last Mike, michael jordan went into baseball for a bit yeah. so he retired from basketball went into baseball and then came back to basketball the transition and you think from a major athlete in basketball, he had no problem going into baseball. He mm. struggled. Yeah, it's basketball, crazy. Baseball back to basketball. The transition was so difficult. And you're talking at an athlete who is the elite of the elite, so they shouldn't have any problem. But no. you build your body in such a way for so many yeah, 100%. years. 100%. And you see people that are transferring from rugby union to rugby league and vice versa and struggling. Yeah. They're almost two completely different sports. You know what I mean? They they play very, very different, not just tactically yeah. strategically. But the impact some of these boys take on in rugby league is insane, bro. Yeah, it's different here. Yeah. It's a lot higher. You can take, you can hit higher. Do you know what I mean? And they're just literally just ramming into each other. Whereas you go to rugby union, it's a lot more fluent. The game's a lot more fluent in terms of like, there's a lot bigger plays. You know what I mean? You can do as many phases as you want. In rugby league, I believe it's only like six phases or seven phases. But yeah. like, bro, from a performance after, for a performance coach's point of view... That must be an absolute nightmare, man. Having people come up to you and say, hey, I know you can thought about it like this. You just put it into my head. Like people are coming up to you and saying, hey, uh, I want to be a professional boxer, but I also want to be really good at badminton. So make, make it work. You know, yeah. what I mean? that kind of term, thing. Term in. But it normally happens when they're injured. So they'll come in injured first and I'll treat them for physio. Mm-hmm. And then say, oh, yeah, you, you know, can you overlook my S&C bits and pieces? I'm like, oh, okay, let's have a look under the hood. Let's see what you've been doing. Oh, I'm doing a bit of this, and I want to be good at this, and I want to be good at this, and plus I'm, I'm running a marathon in um, in eight months. So <laughs> It's crazy, man. So you're, not a, you're not that, but like, it's, it's trying to make you be a miracle worker, and it's hard. Like You can do the best you can, but people just expect too much for what they think they can do. Yeah, well, we're it's only just... we're bodies, man, aren't we? We're, we're just bodies at the moment. Yeah. It's up to people. I don't get like, fucking... yeah, no. I don't get wrong, like, same as you, Mickey, like, I will do, if you challenge you anything, or if I know I'm going to say I'm going to do it, I will do it 100% as much as I can. Mm. But you got to be real with yourself. If you're trying to, like, you There's know... There's a ceiling. There's a ceiling. Yeah, yeah, there is a ceiling, man. And my problem is, my biggest problem is, my, I, I don't see my ceiling a lot, man. I'll say, like, a, I'm going to do a nine, man, next week. You know what I mean? Something like that. And I'll just be like, bro. I'm doing a goddamn and I'll tell everybody I'm doing an Iron Man next, and I will. You know what I mean? I'll do it until I die, bro. And this in, te- in in the same way, like in the same way, it comes to competition. If someone says I can throw this ball further than you can, I'm like, no, you can't. I'm throwing, but you know what I mean. <laughs> and that's the that's the fighters' mentality that comes into it. And I think that's that's the mentality of a sports person that comes into it more than anything. You agree? Because we're all sports people here. You know what I mean? It's all comes 100%. down to sports. 100%, man. 100%. But that's the fun of it. That's that the fun of the fun game. Of Sheridan, it's been an absolute pleasure, bro. No, it's been great. It's good, good, been good talking to you guys. And obviously, we'll catch up soon. But yeah, no, we'll really, really good, good having you on. Good chat. Good chat all around. It's been an absolute around. pleasure, mate. Hey. I'll, speak, I'll speak to you to you guys soon, man. I'll speak to you soon, peeps.